Welcome to the GRC Professional Podcast, where we discuss all things GRC. A wise person once said many years ago that um, perception is reality. And I think if the business perceives you as an impediment to progress or perceives you as that handbrake, then nothing you can say or do is, is going to change that. You could be the best writer in the world, you can be the best speaker in the world, but um, if you are perceived as that handbrake or as, or as that, um, that police officer, um, the best you can expect to be seen as is the tick the box exercise. In this edition of the GRC Professional Podcast, I speak to Rami Salem, who is a former GRCI board member, as well as the head of risk and compliance at Investors Mutual Limited. Rami talks a little bit about how to get better engagement with the business and how to basically get a seat at the table. Welcome to the GRC Professional Podcast. My name is Kwame Slusher. I'm the editor of the GRC Professional and GRC Professional Online. And with me today, I have Rami Salem, who is on the board of directors of the GRCI for how long now? Uh, I think 18 months. 18 months. And now we're sort of going to learn a little bit more about Rami and his approach to risk and compliance. So I guess the first question to get started with is, how did you get into GRC? it's a good question. Um, I kind of fell into it. Uh, so in the early 2000s, I was offered a role where um, it was part fund accounting and part risk and compliance. Um, risk and compliance wasn't an area I had considered previously. It wasn't really an area that was um, uh, spoken about at university or as a, as a, I guess, a legitimate career path after university. Um, but I thought it was an interesting area, and it was a relatively new area, and so um, I went for it. And um, after a short time, I kind of realized that my future was down the risk and compliance path as opposed to the accounting path. And since that time, um, yeah, I've just focused on the risk and compliance um, area. Oh, excellent. And I guess you said it's something you sort of fell into. How have you handled your professional development? Um, in GRC? Mm. Well, um, there's not a lot of magic to it. Um, I guess I, I read a lot, I um, listen to podcasts, I attend conferences and seminars held by regulators and professional services firms and law firms. And um, But one thing I do do that may be different is that um, I try and learn about things that aren't in the risk and compliance box. And so I try to have a, a broad spectrum of of learning. Um, I think if you learn things that are outside of your day-to-day bubble, um, it kind of uh, gives you perspective and makes you more creative in your role as a risk and compliance professional, and it's definitely helped me um, in my role. So it's sort of expanding maybe like, I guess what we would call the soft skills toolkit as yes, well. Yes, yeah. yes, definitely, yes. Um, so of course everybody I guess depending on what industry you're operating in, you know, everybody has uh, different requirements and different things they have to be concerned about within risk and compliance. So I'm interested to get a sense of what is it like to be in risk and compliance in investment management? Mm-hmm. Um, well, look, I love the investment management industry. Um, I've been part of the investment management industry now for, I think, 15 years or so. and. Uh, The thing I like about it is that it provides me with exposure to a diverse range of risk and compliance challenges. 
And uh, it's quite satisfying when you're able to contribute meaningfully in solving those challenges with the business. Um, and it could be something like uh, you're involved with the launch of a new product and you're uh, you know, advising the business on the best way to go about launching that product and conducting risk assessments on those products. Um, or it could be assisting the business with a regulatory challenge. There may be new regulations and how do we implement those regulations? How do we make staff aware of those regulations? How do we assist people in complying with those regulations? And so, um, yeah, I really enjoy the investment management industry. Um, and of course, have to address the elephant, well, not just in the room, <laughs> but everywhere. Um, it's hard, I, I don't think I've had a podcast where I haven't mentioned the Royal Commission <laughs> thus far. Um, and of course, you've already mentioned that you sort of look outside mm. of your own space to sort of mm. improve your own skill set. Yeah. So I guess what lessons have you sort of taken from yes. the Royal Commission? Yes. Um, look, uh, this Royal Commission, um, I guess to take the words from uh, former Prime Minister Paul Keating, um, it's probably the Royal Commission we had to have. Um, it's, uh, it's, I think it's, it's, it's shone the spotlight on, on quite, on a lot of, on a lot of issues. And I think the most recurring issue that I've noted is, um, the one of misconduct, which I think applies across all financial services firms. Um, <clears throat> I think that any business, um, that acts in a fiduciary capacity needs to put the interests of their clients first. And I think the uh, Royal Commission has definitely brought that to the forefront and has made it front of mind for businesses and their board and their CEOs. Um, and so I think now all businesses are looking for meaningful ways to be able to put in place controls and mitigate that conduct risk within their firms. So one of the things that I think came out of the Royal Commission report and one of the things that the GRCI has addressed, of course, is um, risk and compliance and how it is sort of viewed within the organization. And one of the issues that was brought up at the Sydney event about two, three weeks ago now um, was engagement and getting a seat at the table. So, of mm -hmm. course, the inevitable mm -hmm. question coming out of this is how do you deal with mm -hmm. getting engaged with the business and sort of making sure you have a seat at the table? Yeah. Look, this is the age-old question for risk and compliance professionals. Um, risk and compliance professionals have been you know, battling with this um, for many years. And um, the thing is, there aren't as many barriers today as there may have been 10 or 15 years ago to getting a seat at the table. Um, I think the most common barrier that exists today is that um, risk and compliance professionals and risk and compliance departments in general uh, may be seen as a speed hump or a handbrake to progress within the business. Um, and I think that's probably the main reason why they don't get a seat at the table, or if they do get a seat at the table, it's, it's very late in the piece and um, it's usually to tick a box. Um, so, I guess, how do risk and compliance professionals overcome this barrier? Um, look, I think it's important for risk and compliance professionals to be seen as enablers within the business. Um, I don't think uh, being a policeman or being, you know, some kind of risk and compliance overlord is helpful. And um, 
that doesn't mean that um, you know you don't speak up when you see something wrong or potentially illegal. It just means that um, you need to be seen as somebody who's willing to work with the business to enable the business to progress and to be seen as somebody that um, is an enabler and has a voice that will be heard by the business and not just dismissed as the risk and compliance guy and just as a tick the box exercise. Um, a wise person once said many years ago that um, perception is reality. And I think if the business perceives you as an impediment to progress or perceives you as that handbrake, then nothing you can say or do is, is going to change that. You can be the best writer in the world, you can be the best speaker in the world, but um, if you are perceived as that handbrake or as, or as that, um, that police officer, um, the, the best you can expect to be seen as is the tick the box exercise and people will just essentially dismiss what you need to say and you won't, your message won't really be heard. So how do you go about changing that perception? Um, as an RNC professional with the usual friction that comes from being a risk and compliance professional and just trying to do your job, I think the solution is less complicated than we may think and I think it starts by looking at who we are as risk and compliance professionals. I think we spend a lot of time as risk and compliance professionals um, perhaps uh, pointing the finger at others, um, but I think we first need to look at how we perceive ourselves and perceive our role within an organisation and before we can expect the businesses to perceive us the way we want to be perceived. Um, you can change the, the business's perception of yourself as a risk and compliance professional. Um, I think if we see ourselves as, I guess, the police officers that must be obeyed or see ourselves as a detached risk and compliance function within the business, then I guess we won't get that seat at the table and we will be seen as, as that impediment to progress. I think it's important that we see ourselves uh, performing our roles as an integrated part of the business, not aside the business and not detached from it. At the end of the day, um, you're part of a business and you're all working towards a common goal. And so you need to be seen to be part of that team. And if you approach your role as an RNC professional as being truly part of that team, and approaching your key stakeholders as teammates um, as opposed to um, subjects or as opposed to people that need to comply, um, I think they will in turn over time approach you as a teammate and will be, you'll be more likely to get a seat at the table from that. And this type of thing will happen organically. Um, it's, and you can just look at, like a simple example is team sports. Everybody in, in a team sport plays a role. Um, you know, some, if we use a football analogy, um, some are strikers, some are fullbacks, some are goalkeepers. We all have an essential and critical role to play within the business. We all have different roles to play. But as long as we all support each other as teammates, there will be mutual respect and we will listen to one another. And, and I think this goes a long way to breaking down those barriers of risk and compliance being 
that impediment or that handbrake to progress if, if risk compliance professionals look within and essentially look at themselves as being part of a team. Right, right. And I guess that goes back to what you were talking about earlier, about you taking the time to look outside of your profession, because these are skills, obviously, that you've had to have learned over the years. That's right. And how to engage, engage with people in that way. That's right. It's taken many years and a lot of trial and error throughout my career. And you get a feeling for what works and what doesn't, what people respond to and what they don't respond to. At the end of the day, the greatest lesson for me was that you have to realize at the end of the day, we're all human beings. And so you just need to think about how do human beings like to be treated? How do human beings like to be approached? Um, although we may have our different roles and play different roles within the business, fundamentally we're all human. And I think we need to start looking at it from that perspective. All right, well, come down to the final question now. Um, what advice do you have for GRC professionals who are trying to get this right? Advice, okay. Um, look, from my perspective, um, and for me, the, the most important thing is visibility. Um, for risk and compliance professional to break down those barriers, uh, visibility is key. And I, I don't just mean visibility in a professional sense, um, which is very important, but I also mean visibility in a non-professional and social sense. Um, if we go back to what I said about being human, um, we need to be able to know who we're dealing with and we need to know who we're interacting with. And generally, human beings are more responsive to people they know. If nobody knows you, if nobody's ever seen you, if nobody's ever spoken to you on a, at a, on a personal level, I think they'll be less responsive to you. And look, it's quite, it's quite a simple thing, but um, a lot of risk and compliance professionals by their very nature may be quite introverted. We're, we're, we're quite studious bunch and we may come across as a bit nerdy. Um, but I think we need to try and overcome that and really get out there, be seen by the business, be seen by your key stakeholders, interact with your stakeholders um, make sure they're aware of who you are, um, not just professionally, but at a, at a personal level. You don't have to give them your life story, but um, at least give them some insight to who you are. And I think that goes a long way um, professionally. Um, and also, I think, um, try to think outside of the risk and compliance box. Um, keep an open mind. Uh, try to be nimble. Uh, try to adapt to changes as well as possible. Um, and I guess the, the hardest thing for risk and compliance professionals to do is probably to change your mindset from being that, that overlord or being that um, police officer to being a team player, to being part of a team. Um, that's probably the biggest challenge for most risk and compliance professionals, I think, because you need to know where to draw the line. Where's, where's the line drawn between losing your independence and being a team player? Where, where is that line? Um, so you need to be conscious of where that is and at all times and ensure you don't cross that line. Um, 
but what I'm saying is that if you come across as a human being to your key stakeholders, they will hear you, so that they will listen to what you have to say, and so they know who you are, they know what you're about, they know you're part of the team. So if you have negative news to give them, if you have, I guess in their eyes, it might be bad news about the launch of an upcoming product, um, it doesn't matter because you're delivering it. And they know who you are, they know you're part of the team, and they know you're not trying to impede them. And this is, a, this is one of the key things, or some of the key things that I think risk and compliance professionals need to focus on to bring down those barriers. All right, well, excellent. Thank you so much for that. And thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Paul. Thank you for listening to the GRC Professional Podcast. This podcast was produced by the GRC Institute and the original music was composed by Rob Neary.